Hey, so once again, this is the story of how the colonies run themselves. We're looking for this. So check it out. This is the last question on the back. Although I need to add one question after it, so. How come our government was able to govern themselves? What was going on in Britain that they let them do it? So first things first, when were the English colonies established? Look back in your notes. You have at least one date already. Look back at yesterday's or the day before. Check it. When are we building these things? Good. 1607. What's established in 1607? Jamestown. Why does Jamestown matter? It's the first what? It's not the first English settlement. There's one more word we need because of Roanoke. Remember Roanoke? All the people disappeared and they just left Croatoan carved into a tree. You learned about that in eighth grade, right? It's kind of fun. I can't imagine an eighth grade teacher skipping that. Good. So 1607, they established Jamestown. It's the first what kind of settlement then? Permanent. It's the first permanent settlement. So when are they establishing all these settlements? What century? 1600s. Good. And I have a thing. By the way, this is the proper way we use dates in history. Uh, once in a while, you get a history teacher who's like, you don't have to learn dates. That's stupid. There's not another word for it. History involves dates. You know what's equally, well, not equally stupid, but what's also stupid is memorizing every single date for everything that doesn't matter. It's so pointless. The best way to use dates is to figure out a few key dates. 1607, here's another one that you should know. What happened in 1492? Columbus, yes, thank you. I just threw this at my own face. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It even rhymes. It's awesome. So, yeah, 1492, 1607. There's one more that every American should know. July 4th, what? Yes, exactly. July 4th, 1776. That's another date you should know. So if we're talking about the colonies, it has to be between what two dates? It has to be between 1607 and 1776. You don't have to memorize a whole bunch of dates to be able to use dates effectively. And you know Jamestown's first, so if I start talking about, well, like yesterday, we learned about, uh, we didn't do the pilgrims, did we? We did the uh, Puritans. We learned about the Puritans. The Puritans must be after this, 
and before this. Does that make sense? You do this instinctively, by the way. Like, when were you, what year were most of you born? 2005, 2004, 2006 for a few of you. I've got juniors in here, too. Uh, so, in there, September 11th, what year did it happen? You have that one memorized. Good. This is not rocket science. It's going to seem like, Crawford, that's the stupidest question ever. Were you born before or after that? Right? Right? So, yeah, you just you extrapolate based on what you know, and you could figure out the dates. This, if you have any other history classes in college, this will save your butt. You probably won't, though. So, But that's how we're going to do it here. There's a few dates I expect you to know. And I expect you to know 1492. I expect you to know 1607. And I expect you to know 1776. That's not like you're worried when I started talking dates, right? But those three, you already have them memorized, don't you? 1607 is the only one you didn't know before you walked into this class. Because <laughs> in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Okay, good. Good, good. Oh, by the way, July 4th, that's the only exact date you need ever. I, otherwise, we look them up. That's why Google was invented, to make our lives easier. So we know when they were established. So we know in the 1600s they're doing all this stuff. So we're going to jump back to England. And we're going to look at what they were doing over there. It starts with James I, who I just include because he was king at the beginning. And we have Jamestown, right? Jamestown is named after. Yeah, that's, that's pretty easy. I wouldn't ask you that on a test unless I was trying to give you bonus points. Oh, who was Virginia named after? Queen Elizabeth, because they called her the Virgin Queen. So she never married. Hey, so James I, this is just so you know who the guy was, James. Uh, put this in context, James I is most famous for having asked them to translate the Bible into English. So if you ever see the King James Version, this is, this is him. Here's a picture of him. Don't you love his pants? I know you're jealous, but I need you to kind of tone that down a little bit. Like, I, I guess you could take a picture and send them to your mom and ask for pants like that for your birthday. You could take a second. I love that you actually pulled your phone out. It, oh, you're my favorite. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, so James I dies and Charles I takes over. Hey, now, Charles I, we need to spend a little bit of time on because he had an interesting background. He dreamed of being what's called an absolute monarch. So this is King... Louis the Fourteenth. It's good. That's awesome. King Louis the Fourteenth built Versailles. This palace you see at the bottom left. It looks super fancy and awesome, because it's super fancy and awesome. King Louis was able to do this because he had absolute, complete control. So King Charles the First is like, hey. 
you know what? I want to be like Louis. I need absolute power so that I too can be strong. We'll make England be even better than France because France was really cool back then. But King Charles has a problem. His problem was this group, Parliament. Who knows what Parliament is? Go ahead and finish your thought. It's like the what? It's like the government. It's like our Congress. Yeah, good. It's the people that get together and vote. There's the House of Lords and the House of Commons. So it, it's in, back then, it's totally inherited. The, the Lords all come together and vote. They have a lot of power in England. So King Charles can't be an absolutist. He can't have absolute power because he has parliament there that he has to share power with. So they decide that they're going to have a good old war in classic European style. Parliament versus the king. It is the English Civil War. And King Charles starts losing. So he does this really weird thing. Because some of his ancestors are Scottish, he's also the king of Scotland. So he goes up to Scotland raises an army and invades England with it. So it's a little weird, right? He's got this army. He's invading England. He's invading his own country with a foreign, foreign army. He loses. So they put him on trial for treason against the king. This is weird, right? Hey, so because he invaded his own country with a foreign army, they put him on trial for treason against himself. Find him guilty and chop his head off. Hey, as Monty Python puts it, he's the only king who was 510 at the beginning of his reign and 410 at the end of his reign. So they chop off his head. They feel awesome about this. They set up a democracy headed by a dude named Oliver Cromwell. Cromwell is not popular. He is a Calvinist. He bans Christmas. He bans all celebrations and large meals. They don't like him. So in the end, he goes back and he sets himself up basically as a dictator, a dictator of their democracy, one of those things. And so he, they get rid of him, and they're like, you know what? We'll just go back to a king. So they go, they grab Charles II. They call Charles II the Merry Monarch because his goal is to not offend anybody. So on Monday, he has a party. On Tuesday, he has a party. On Wednesday, he has a party. On Thursday, he has a party. You get the idea? So they call him the Merry Monarch. We are just going to party our way back to happiness. Plus, that helps him set up himself as different than Cromwell. When Charles II dies, James II takes over. The thing is, James II is too friendly, they thought, with the Catholics. He married a Catholic. Where's this I Love Catholics t-shirt? I'm just kidding. They didn't wear t-shirts. You can see that. 
But you get the idea, right? So they thought he was too Catholic. So Parliament fires him. Can they do that? Apparently, yes. Yeah, they fire him. They let him know, hey, your majesty, you're fired. They call it the glorious revolution, even though it's not a revolution. They just vote. Incidentally, this sets the precedent. I keep waiting for modern parliament to, like, fire the king. He's not that popular. I just want to see it happen just for kicks and giggles. It's time for a new royal family. Maybe one that's not freeloaders. I don't know. Being an American, an American government guy, I'm not fond of this. So they fire him. So they get taken over by William and Mary. They rule together. Mary is technically the leader, but William is, they like him a lot, so they make them both be the leaders together. Now, why are we learning English history? It all comes down to this question. When these people are so into what's going on and they're having these fights over their own government, what are they doing with the government of the American colonies? Yeah, nothing. They're not paying attention to America almost at all. So William and Mary call it salutary neglect. Salutary, like salutations, like a friendly hello. Meaning, we love you guys, but we're going to ignore you. We're going to neglect you, but we mean the best by it. So William and Mary codify this thing. They're like, we've ignored the American colonies for a hundred years. We're just going to keep ignoring them. But we mean the best by it. We love you guys. We're just going to ignore you. Okay, two more. We're getting into the Hanovers now. William and Mary, when they die, there is, they have no kids. So they go to like a distant cousin and they find him. Imagine just hanging out one day and someone knocks on your door and is like, hey, you're the new ruler of England. So dude is like totally cool. His name was George the First. He was German. He didn't even speak English. So when they make him king, he sits on his throne and they're like, hey, your majesty, what do you think about this? And he's like, I don't even know what you're saying and I don't really care. He doesn't bother to learn English. Not well. So what's he doing with the American colonies? Nothing. He doesn't care. He just, I didn't think about it. If someone told you you were king or queen, your first thought probably wouldn't be, I'm going to govern with dignity and grace. Your first thought is probably, do I get a cool house? Is there a servant? Is that, those are the only thoughts George I has. He never gets past that, just being rich and fancy. So George II takes over. George II does speak English. He just doesn't care. As a matter of fact, he wants to be an architect. So he spends his time like drawing buildings. Now, 
Now, look at those dates there. How long have the American colonies been ignored? Uh, yeah, let's, let's make it exact. Okay, so we got 1760, a date you don't have to remember. And we're going to subtract a date you do have to remember. What is it? 1607. Now we prove that Mr. Crawford's bad at math. One hundred and fifty-three years. One hundred fifty-three years. So let, let's take that just to give you a, a perspective. It's 2023. What's going on 153 years ago? In 1870, the year after the Continental Railroad met, five years after the Civil War, 30 years before Utah became a state, or 20-something 20, 20 high years before Utah became a state, before electricity, before, right, 153 years they'd been ignored. From what you know about your founding fathers, how much did they like being ignored? A lot. They loved it so much. And then up pops George III. George III decides that he's going to reestablish control. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about how that goes wrong. We'll learn about how losing the colonies drove George III to insanity. We'll, but we're going to change our focus. We're going to switch over and talk about what was going on in the colonies. So, for starters, for starters, answer this question in two sentences. Okay, there's one more thing. One more thing. I made a mistake before I printed these. I should have added this question, and I didn't, and I already had them all copied, and so add this as question number seven. You're going to do this kind of on your own. You can use the magic of Google. Virginia's really e If you want an easy one, do Virginia. But pick a colony, any one of the first 13. If you've forgotten which 13 those are, just Google it, you know. What were the 13 original colonies? Or sing that old song you learned in elementary school. Uh, and you're just going to describe the government. Just give me like two sentences about what they were like. The point is, look at how they governed themselves. So don't just put, oh, well, Massachusetts Bay was a royal colony. Uh, no, give me what kind of government did they set up here? You'll see things about town halls. You'll see things about uh, colonial legislatures. You'll see things. So look for that kind of thing. How did they govern themselves? Good questions? 
You guys paid really good attention today and like gave me good responses. And somewhere on your note sheet, you might want to make a note of the dates that you have to know. They're already on one of your old note sheets, but it always helps to have more info.